Hey, this is Sandra. This is Jess. And this is Emily. And you are listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Okay, welcome to Lorelei Out of Water, where we have not one, not two, but all three hosts back again. Yay! (laughs) The return of Emily. Woohoo! Welcome back. Do not recommend. Um, I'm fine. Do not recommend migraines. Never ever get them. No. They are terrible. But we are on a schedule, things had to be done totally cool with it hopefully it will not happen again but yeah happens and um (laughs) listeners if we sound a little world weary it's because we've all had long weeks and this is also the third episode we've recorded this week (laughs) so we are really cranking these guys out (laughs) technically it's only my second (laughs) yeah emily got a little breather (laughs) thanks to her migraine (laughs) such Um, a relaxing evening so here's the thing i had promised news and I was supposed to do it in last week's episode, and then I totally oh. forgot. You forgot it in both recordings. I forgot it in both <laughs> recordings. We recorded twice, and I forgot both times. Um, so I'm just going to give my news. But, hmm. I'm going to tease it a little oh, bit more. Up. I'm going to tease it. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. The news, it'll come up. I can't it wait until really... the end of this episode and you forget again. <laughs> It is really big news, so it's it like, really you know. Um, but why don't we go into the episode itself? <laughs> yeah, so we are on Lorelei Out of Water, and we start in the Gilmore Girls' front yard with Rory and Lorelei realizing that they have to clean their garage for Lane's band to actually play in it. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to figure out how long it's been since they went inside of the garage, and it's like maybe four years. Yes. How? I don't well, and then know. we find out that it's maybe closer to two years for Lorelai. But like, I mean, people have storage sheds out back, like in their yards that they never go into. Is that kind of the situation here? There's a lot of stuff in this. I guess. And maybe it's just because Sean and I are like, and we just moved into this rental house and now we're getting ready to move into another house. Maybe it kind of forced us forced our hand but like if i haven't gone into a room in four years i don't need anything in there right Right? like i might go through it just to make sure there's nothing like too crazy sentimental my great great grandma's wedding ring or anything like that but for the most part like you can go yeah i feel like with clothing i'm really bad about that like there could be a piece of clothing that i haven't Mm -hmm. worn in like five years that i'll hold on to because i feel like they have like a rocking horse, a lot of toys, and like old antique furniture and stuff. If they're not using it in their house, but yeah, uh, guys, the Hugo World, 
the extra person in the scene besides Lorelai and Rory? No. no. So in the window of the garage, while they're like preparing to open it, you can actually see the cameraman <gasps> in the reflection. In season three for shame. Yeah. And it kind of just looks like someone's there behind <laughs> them. So if we're like taking away the fact that this is a TV show, uh, the Gilmore Girls are getting stopped right now. Or haunted. By some random haunted. person. Or haunted. See, it's on the right one. Oh, that's yeah. creepy. It looks like yeah. there's just like an arm up there. Mm-hmm. It might be the boom person instead of the director, but whoever it is, you can definitely see them. Yeah, there. this Go garage is, is haunted. packed. <laughs> Fully packed. Like, how things just don't fall out when they open the door, I have to say, actually surprises me. Okay, I'm going to give my news now because this actually works <laughs> very well. Um, I have a bunch... My, my brother's room, when he moved out, became the storage room. Fair. And uh, it is now... Basically, the entire room is storage. So we have to go in and get all our stuff out because I'm moving. And not just, like, to another city in New Jersey. To Colombia. I'm moving to a different country for one year. Me and my mom are going to go to be with family. My grandpa, unfortunately, is not doing too well. So my mom wants to spend some time with him. And she's like, you know, we could go for a year. Are you okay with that? And I'm like, you know what? There's nothing really in New Jersey that I'm like, I need to stay for. You know, like I don't have a family in that sense or like a husband or something. I'm good to go. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I'm in January, which I believe we're recording in in October right now. So I'm not quite sure Mm -hmm. when this episode goes up, I think in November. But in January, I am moving, which is super exciting and scary. Continent. Yeah, we're going to be a two continent podcast. Yeah. But yeah, it it means I'm going to have to learn Spanish real quick. I mean, I know it, but I also don't. So, <laughs> but I feel like you're like you get fluent so quickly when you're like immersed in it, like that. yeah, yeah, when you're surrounded. So that's my moving story. I'm super excited. This has it's not unfortunately, but it is just like a situation where all three of us have big things happening all at the same time. Yeah, which is why we have to record these episodes so early. Yes, but I'm super excited. Wish me luck. Yeah. It's a big move. Absolutely. I don't have a hug of world, though. <laughs> so, Sandra, <laughs> you are feeling a little bit like the Gilmore Girls with their boxes on boxes on boxes, is what you're saying. I am. Oh yeah. my gosh, I am. Uh, however, you are not clearing out your house to make room for a cute little band, which is what they're doing. And you don't have a hug of world with what could, I can only assume is a rat in it. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, I feel bad for Rory. <laughs> An apostle. Also, when when Rory runs away, uh, and Lorelai is left standing there with like a deflated baby doll and a tiny rocking horse and all of the other mess of stuff, this is not something that they could get done in like the span of a couple days, and yet they do. No, and they need help. No. You could totally get it done in the span of a day if you just decide to say, screw it, and call 
right. Goodwill, and you're like, I need you to come pick up my entire garage. Bring right? a semi. Yeah. There's um, there's a business. I don't know if it's just a West Coast thing or even just like an Oregon or Washington thing called College Hunks Hauling Junk. <laughs> okay (laughs) and it was like college-age guys who would come and haul your junk for you (laughs) lorelei would love that i I have seen a lot of thoughts about that but i will i will say nothing (laughs) i think you'd be close enough to a college town Mm -hmm. to make that applicable one thing i'm gonna note though i don't think this should be rory and lorelei's job i think this should be like the band's I mean, not, it's not their necessary. stuff. It's like, they mix. should be helping. I feel like they offered it, right? Like, Lorelai mm-hmm. definitely offered it. And I feel like if you're it, just offering yeah. it, then you need to, like, make sure that it's in a condition that it could be. Yeah. they can do it? That's yeah. fair. Maybe it should have been offered, but then I like, but hey, by the way, it is completely packed. Any chance you guys could come help us clear it out? Maybe something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we don't, we don't see that conversation. No. We just see, like, the lane... Oh my god, I can't believe you're going to let us do this after the fact. I feel like Lorelai should have clocked. Wait, we haven't been there in four years. And there's probably a ton of stuff. Yeah. Well, and apparently there was a pickup scheduled and Lorelai left a note. It's so funny. And then the the pickup never happened. So as far as we know, Lorelai might think that there's a lot less stuff in here than there actually is. So Rory had said... Rory had said, like, oh, they can't just go into your garage. It's so funny to hear that now in a world where, like, people have delivery people open their front door to put packages inside. You know how they'll use, like, the one-time delivery codes and stuff? To drop Mm -hmm. things off. Yeah. I feel like when you're picking up is a completely different thing because then you're just, like, opening yourself up to liability of, oh, no, this thing is missing. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, we leave leave (laughs) Lorelai with her massive pile of stuff, which when you actually look at it, like if you if you pause and you just look at it, it's very clearly a one dimensional wall of stuff, you know, like they have. Yeah, you can see the light coming up, the light coming to the back. But it almost looks like a green screen. It's not, but it looks like it. No, but it was it's well done. I like it. Also, Mm -hmm. why do they have so much creepy old stuff? Also, why do they have a demolition poster, metal poster thing? Lorelai probably saw it and thought, that's fun. I can use that. (laughs) Anyway, we move on to town and we pop by Luke's and what is going to be the soda shop, which is currently in progress. Um, And Luke is attempting to take orders, but the saw is going every time he speaks and it's driving him crazy. Which brings him out to go toe-to-toe with Taylor, who is also going toe-to-toe with our favorite construction man, Tom. (laughs) Tom. Tom, the contractor of our dreams. Yay. Who also is not taking any BS from Taylor, which I appreciate. Good for him. He just keeps telling him, get away from my saw. Yeah. And like, yeah. (laughs) Taylor, get away from my saw. I will say I'm glad that he's using a table saw because then he can't just lift it up and and inflict damage upon Taylor. That (laughs) is much harder to do than a different kind of saw. I thought it was cool. Um, Real quick, um, the credits were rolling by. Billy Burke is marked as a special appearance. Yeah. So he gets special billing. Mm -hmm. So that's what makes it more sad that he just kind of 
disappears. disappears. Yeah. Into the wind. I wonder if we see that... him again? Yeah. We have like the New York episode. Right, the New York episode. I keep forgetting about this New York episode. I think you've <laughs> I told me like three times think, already. I think the New York episode is the last episode. Right. Of him. We're not there yet. Taylor has the lease information, which does it not surprise you guys that the lease is still in I limbo? I'm absolutely shocked that there is no signed lease and Taylor is already doing construction on Luke's property. Yeah. Like that just so my cousin sold his house a year or two ago and they had an accepted offer and one of the things that people wanted him to do was paint his garage. It was like they were going to paint the garage, but they wanted to do it before they closed, mm-hmm. which they thought okay, whatever. They painted the garage it but it looked like crap and then they backed out and then they backed out so then they're just they had my cousin had to pay people to come out and repaint it professionally because at that point there is no signed like there is a signed contract but it's still you know open yeah so this can i have a hot take it contributes to a future scene so i'm not going to say it yet But the fact that Luke is allowing Taylor to do construction on his building without a signed lease is bothering me. I a lot. You know what's (laughs) bothering me? That Taylor can approve things for Taylor. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I have a job. I got a new job uh, a while ago. I don't. I don't know if we ever mentioned that. I got a new job, and I'm working in (laughs) finance now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But, like, there are a lot of things where my supervisor, like, has to ask me to do things and to run them by other people before they, my supervisor, can approve them. Because right? you have to have checks and balances. You have to have – you can't just let one person do everything. My my brother and Not his wife were health. trying to <laughs> – in the county we live in, you have to have at least 10 acres to – build a new house which sounds absolutely ridiculous wait so you have to have 10 acres to build one house yes in the county that i am in without like jumping through a bunch of hoops and and everything so we were gonna try to like be neighbors and they had bought 11 acres so we're gonna have like four and seven and so we we went to the county meeting or whatever and we did the proposal but it was in january when it was happening so like new rules or whatever so there's like Six to eight people up on this stand, all nominating each other for these roles, and then just immediately, like, I second, I third, okay, this person is this role for another year, and, like, I'm just sitting here, like, this is, this is terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Really? Like, this is how you do this? And in the background, it had a big sign of, like, the best government is the one that does least. (laughs) And I'm sitting here like, and we're trying to get permission to build on our land. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I think, Taylor yeah. is like a great example of why that is problematic. Mm-hmm. Right? He's going ahead and allowing things that normally somebody should have had to look into. There should be somebody else behind, beside Taylor to approve these things. Yeah. Especially when be, he is involved. I wish it would be Miss Patty. Right? Miss Patty was would tell Taylor no every time just to troll him. Oh my god, I would love that. <laughs> well, a key element of this scene is that obviously the lease is still in negotiation and Taylor wants to involve lawyers and Luke is like, "No. No. We don't need lawyers. Um, just walk it over. Just walk it over." I, I right? bought the I lease picked... from Office Depot. <laughs> yep. 
Office Depot, it's got everything you need, as Richard and Lorelai learned in a past mm. episode. Mm-hmm. And this will come back. Like, Luke doesn't like lawyers. I have vivid memory of the Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe line in a much later episode. <laughs> like, uh, But no, Luke, Luke is pissed off, tells Taylor, just walk it over. Taylor is going to go back to bothering Tom, and Tom is not taking any of it. We love Tom. Tom just turns us on. Um, Can't hear you over the saw. <laughs> I definitely I heard Tom just saw, turns us yeah. on. <laughs> That's what I heard too. No, and I, I thought, was like, Tom um, turns on the saw. To each our own, I prefer <laughs> Jess, but it's okay. <laughs> no. Tom reminds me of my grandpa, so yeah. no. <laughs> Rose kind of fiction. Okay. Hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> Hard pass. Well, we leave Luke and Tom and Taylor to go back to the Gilmore Girls' house at some unspecified point. Who knows how much time has been passing between the first time we saw them, this moment with Luke, and when we see them now. Yeah. But the band is moving in. The garage has been cleaned out, and it's time for the band to take up residence. Let's talk about creepy Zach. So creepy. I feel like this is a really, really, really clear indicator that... Zach and Lane were never supposed to be a thing. Yeah. I agree with that. And that Zach was supposed to be such a small, manual, like, small character. Yeah. That his creepiness would not affect his future yeah. um, in the show. I also feel like it kind of implies that he's older. Hmm. Like, so Lane's, what, 17, 18? Yeah. yeah. We, don't, we don't know. Something around there. And I think it's kind of implied that the rest of the band is at least a couple of years older i know lane says at some point that like they all have tattoos i think we asked right, brian about yes. it so at that point they would have had to have been at least 18 to get the tattoos i have a feeling they're all like early 20 like 20 21 ish but I'm... dave is going to prom with mm-hmm. lane so dave would probably have to be under 21 if asp yes. knows about school rules for dates to prom right, which yeah. is generally like they can't be old enough to bring in alcohol legally <laughs> yes so Dave could be 20 and maybe Zach's 21. Huh. Huh. I, I feel never like thought of them as older. I always thought of them as seniors, too. But now thinking about it, yeah, I guess they were older. At least Zach strikes me as older. Yes. Like, the way that this is played, it's not like Lorelai is uncomfortable because a teenage boy is hitting on her. Because it, I think if he was a teenage boy, she would have been like oh kiddo whatever yeah but no she's just like this guy is weirding me out yeah because he is putting it on really thick and he keeps stepping into her space and he keeps staring at her chest yeah and then he tells rory that she's hot (laughs) that her mom is hot (laughs) the whole thing is very uncomfortable yeah some kind of fine who says that to first off who says that but secondly, who says that about someone's mother to them? See, like, I wish more not... than anything, Rory would have just been like, thanks, are you going to be my new daddy? Right. Done something. Yeah. A little sassy. Oh my gosh. So, not a great moment for Zach. And a weird moment when you really reflect on Zach's whole arc. I feel like this Zach in this moment is like a smarter dude than the Zach we get. <sighs> Zach has a very slow transition. Yeah. Like, he starts off as this, I don't know if he's supposed to be some kind of ladies' man. I don't 
I don't. Maybe. That doesn't He's strike band, me. But you know, that's yeah. kind of his thing. But then it turns into that's so not rock and roll, Zach, which we get for a while. Mm-hmm. And then once Gil is in the band and they all grow up a little bit, then he kind of starts to maybe mature a little bit. But then he's still bringing girls back to the apartment until, yeah, yeah. Lane, you know, announces herself. Well, it's weird. It's a weird transition. He is a weird character arc. Yeah. I think it was supposed to be Dave. And it sucks that it's not, right? It's definitely supposed to be Dave. Yeah. I would have preferred Brian if we couldn't have Dave. (laughs) Right? I mean, we do see Brian. Our friend John is there briefly. He is present. (laughs) Brian and Dave are- He's making weird faces in the background. soundproofing the wall. Yes. Like they're putting carpets up or something. Well, Lorelai is- um, at the beginning of the scene, she's kind of laying the ground rules. Like, mm-hmm. music has to stop by eight. Like, it has to be kind of quiet. The doors have to stay closed. Yeah, the doors have yeah. to stay closed. But, of course... Change, change the water if you run it out. Yeah. Lane has to be home by six, so... That's what she says, yes. Yeah. How many hours are practice? Like, I'm, I'm assuming straight after school, so maybe three hours of practice a day. Which is still pretty good. Oh, yeah. A lot of hours, mm-hmm. so... So, they have a gig lined up. Next week? Yeah. Somebody's birthday party? Abby Berlin's birthday (laughs) party. I feel like they should be, like, Lane should be freaking out more. She has her first gig. Well, in this same scene, we hear that Lane is pretty confident about her skills. Mm -hmm. Because she and Dave have orchestrated, (laughs) this is one of my, like, few moments where I'm like, wow, Rory's a good friend. Um, yes. Dave comes up to Lane and essentially tells her, like, hey, I need you to step it up. You kind of suck. You kind of suck. And Rory overhears this and is immediately like, um, I'm going to have to go yeah. kick Dave in the shins because that is not okay. Yeah. Uh, I like, love that line so do. much. <laughs> Play like a boy, Lane. Cry oh, like yeah. a girl, Dave. That's one of my favorite lines. Yeah. <laughs> but in a very um, Lane way lane has orchestrated this because they're worried about the boys catching on about her and dave i feel like Mm -hmm. this goes to show again dave is the right one for lane dave is okay doing this dave is going along with this because lane has asked him to can you imagine zach doing any of this no zach zach would be confused honestly (laughs) you want me to be mean to you in front of the guys why? And then he'd just be so awkward during the whole time thing that it would just be very obvious that right? it's fake. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like if this storyline continued, it would have blown up in their faces. Yeah. The being mean to each other thing, or at least mm-hmm. Dave being mean to her. Because then if... Dave would have been kicked out of the Right, band. like if Brian right? and Zach liked Lane a little bit, they would start to defend her, right? Mm-hmm. And there would be a, like a little rift in the band. So I don't think this was like, the best idea no well, even like you can see brian in the background while dave is saying these things and he just kind of looks almost offended mm-hmm. yeah like he j- he doesn't look happy about what's being said zach looks on and just kind of has a blank look on his face yeah. like what's going on and then just goes on with his life so i have no idea what zach's thought process is i mean zach's I still definitely see how hot lorelei is pretty right, much exactly but like brian clearly has a not great reaction to this yeah well, I think that they're also probably used to Dave being a nice 
guy right and so they're probably like what is wrong with yeah, what, Dane? what did lane do that was so awful right yeah yeah but through this conversation we do get lane being very proud of her skills she's like he knows that i'm good he knows that i'm very moony and i play better than any guy and i smell better like she's pretty confident which i love for her oh yeah how does she get the drums it's uh, nobody knows she must have bought them i mean she told sophie she was gonna buy them i imagine sophie would not let her take those no. drums out of the store without paying definitely I mean, not. how does how does lane have all of her stuff yeah that's a good she point has too. to have some kind of money situation do you think she goes to mr kim all the time and is just like can you give me ten dollars and he's like yeah sure oh my gosh <laughs> mr kim mr kim what you uh, imagine what a what a situation <laughs> wouldn't it be so sweet if lorelei helped contribute to buy the drums i could see Aww. that yeah yeah i could totally see that like just matching whatever she mm-hmm. had like a secret birthday present secret christmas yeah. present kind of thing oh that's yeah. a that's a sweet head cannon to have it is. <laughs> well, we aren't quite done with Lane and her her storyline, but we do have another storyline this episode, and that is Lorelai and Alex's date. Mm-hmm. The coffee date that was planned last episode is happening, and it's time. There's a lot of coffee on the table. There is so much coffee on the table. And we're going to have a whole ass debate about this coffee stuff because (laughs) i need your opinion but that's for next episode next week i think he looks so much more attractive with that mustache but he looks good here (laughs) yes i was just gonna comment on um i feel like the last time we saw him sandra and i both said in the last episode we're like we prefer him with the mustache we're not 100 percent sold something about like the entire aesthetic of this coffee shop turtleneck sweater in like a subdued earth tone like he's soft mm-hmm. and i like it it works for him he he's very soft eyes yes he looks like an older jess just looking at him right now yeah not not as attractive i don't know i think that they have i think that they the date though itself overall is a very sweet date they're just getting to know each other uh talking about kids family hobbies right because alex has two kids hillary Mm -hmm. and jeff who are six and nine years old um but they live with the mom but he gets them a lot he does i'm curious as to what a lot his his definition of a lot is fair i mean i don't think we ever find out but But (laughs) i'm assuming that he probably has she probably has like weekday custody Mm -hmm. and he maybe gets like a weekend every like other week and i wanted to say i have seen commentary on the reddit the subreddit Mm -hmm. where people say that alex and lorelei would never have worked out because of his kids um and then they cite right they cite the luke and april thing as their reason Mm. luke and april were were a different monster that's a totally different thing well first of all date one and he is telling lorelei Mm -hmm. about his kids that right there is just bust that wide open yep I do think yeah. it's very realistic, like, when you're in your 30s to maybe date someone. Alex looks a little older than her. Maybe, yeah. like, three to four years. That they have kids, right? I, Lorelai I has a kid. Yeah. 
I could almost think that they wouldn't work out because as we see in the future, Lorelai does not want to leave our house mm. and there is no room for two kids to have bedrooms. That's, that's true. That's totally true. Yeah. Well, we However, don't know. The, I do the upstairs think is a void, but yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I do think that Alex is a beta version of Luke. <laughs> Ooh. Interesting. I mean... Coffee? Outdoorsy? I kind yeah. of thought he was another version of Max. Like, him and Max are very similar. Except Max has the teacher thing. I mean, I feel like maybe he's kind of a middle ground between Max and Luke. Like, he's got, Max like... Luke had a love child. The cleaned <laughs> they get Alex. Up, <laughs> the cleaned up Max thing, but then, like, the outdoorsy Luke thing... I think they were trying Coffee. to concoct the perfect, like, obvious man for Lorelai. Mm-hmm. And they did. Mm-hmm. He's obviously, like, a great catch. And they're having a great time. So great that when he brings up that he really enjoys, you know, outdoor stuff, she's like, oh, the great outdoors. Like, that's why they call it great. And he thinks, oh, she's also into that. And he invites her to go fishing. And she likes him so much that she says, yeah. Lorelai Gilmore. Do you think that he he picked up on her cues because we see like what he what actually happened or we hear about what actually happens on the date like he picked up her cues and at that point was just I wonder how far she'll take this. Um, I mean, I think he maybe was giving her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Like I don't I don't want to say like necessarily in a bad way, obviously, because he got the preservation at the spa or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, but just more of a. I'm wondering if she really <laughs> likes it as much as she says she does. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. Because um, I don't really know Alex. I feel like... We never do. Yeah, I feel like I don't really know who Alex is besides coffee and he works with iron. That is the other thing. And we, yeah. We learn more I'm gonna about I'm going to go iron. with he's witty. He's witty he as witty. well. Because he can keep up with her bits. And that's the important part. And I'll... I'll mention it again when we see him again in this episode, but, like, he seems like he's really got the dad thing down. Mm, mm -hmm. He does. Which is very attractive to some people. I mean, I think it would have to be attractive to Lorelai. Yeah. Because, I mean, her her big thing with Chris forever has been that he's not stable. He's when it he hasn't really been a good dad. It just seems like that has been, like, her biggest argument. Luke, at this point, obviously, just isn't a dad. Other than his relationship with Rory. Yeah. He doesn't know he's a dad. Yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, at that point, he probably wasn't a dad because they probably hadn't written that part of him in yet. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if I was in my early 30s dating a guy who had two kids who was clearly interested and involved in their lives, like, that that would be a good sign for me. Yeah. Assuming he's telling the truth. <laughs> well... Lorelai has agreed to go fishing, and we'll see how that shakes out in the rest of the episode. But we do have to pop back to Lane and Rory, who are on a mission to the Stars Hollow beauty supply store, because Lane has another cousin getting married. Yeah, I feel like we've heard about this in the past, right? Like, that people have gotten married? Or is this just the first episode and I'm confusing it? I don't know. I don't know if we have. We get a lot of backstory about their mm-hmm. experience in this episode. Rory is a, a, a regular at these Kim weddings. The only um, non-Korean. And, and it seems She's an like... She's honorary Kim member. Uh, they are always expected to prepare the bride. Yes. 
which feels like a massive, massive expectation to put on two girls who are teenagers. Seems like a good thing to put on, maybe put on them for this age, considering it's a very low-key makeup and hair. Mm -hmm. But considering how long they've been doing these weddings, when did they take this over? Right? They said they started, they met in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Right? Did they start also in kindergarten doing these weddings? <laughs> well, I think they say they started doing them in elementary school. Okay, that would make it a little or, I mean, bit they more said, sense. They said since we met mm-hmm. in elementary school, so I guess it just depends on, I mean, somewhere between kindergarten and like first or second grade. Well, so they're going to the beauty supply store for makeup for the bride, but what they're actually talking about is that Lane has gotten her mom to agree that she can go to the prom. Maybe. Maybe. She's gotten a maybe. Which is from Mrs. Mrs. Kim. Kim. That's like practically a yes. Well, it's not a no. It's not a yeah. no. <laughs> and there are certain rules or stipulations that have been put in place. Like, um, mm-hmm. she has to approve of him. It's not a date. It's an escort. Like, there's all of these things that she had to kind of hedge with Mrs. Kim. But she she's promises agreed. not to dance. She does. <sighs> She does promise that. At prom. Yeah. And because she gets all sweaty whenever she lies to Mrs. Kim, I can only assume that she does plan to fulfill that promise of not dancing. Which kind of takes the fun out of it. (laughs) Not all of it, but... absolutely. What's the point of prom (laughs) if you're not dancing? But some of it. And the main thing is, is that she thinks Mrs. Kim loves Dave. She even let him sit at the pew in church. Exactly. She must be in love with Dave Rogalski at this point. Mrs. Kim, not Lane. <laughs> I mean, we know Lane is. Yeah. <laughs> we already know He's that. He's the second non-Korean allowed at the weddings now. Mm-hmm. Oh. Granted, his is a paid job. Yeah. True. $20 for well, another five hours. I'll say supposedly a paid job. <laughs> but Lane is pretty sure that she can make this happen. It's still a maybe, but Lane is pretty sure that she can make Dave be her date. And so she is really in high spirits. So they go through the beauty supply store. They buy, I guess, the same stuff that they buy every time. Um, Rory asks if the mascara is waterproof, which I didn't connect until this watching. She's expecting the bride to cry. Yeah, this episode gives me sad vibes for the bride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also... Rory and Lane. I don't know why this episode feels like a turning point in their relationship of like leaving behind the past and like we're eventually going to grow apart a little. Yeah. Like, we're growing up. I mean, I think we see it a little more in the wedding prep scene. True. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. want to jump ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they do buy their goods from Kirk, who is now manning the What happened to Shane? Store. He I is... say, how awkward would it have been if Shane was <laughs> right? the one I was running the counter? Until until Kirk in his turtleneck and beautiful sweater vest showed up, I was like, <laughs> is there going to be drama? No, Kirk is just very knowledgeable about beauty products. No, Shane and has he disappeared. Is, he's doing the nails of the little mannequin hands. He is. Mm-hmm. In my head, Shane got exiled. Like, once she and uh, Jess broke up, they were like, okay, Shane can no longer live in Stars mm-hmm. Hollow. Rory doesn't <laughs> like her, so send Goodbye. her to... What's that other, t- uh, starts with a W, the town next door. Uh, Woodbury? Yeah. Yes. Send her to Woodbury. Yeah. So they buy their things and then they are out I love into that the world. 
Kirk gives them samples because I can only imagine uh, the boss told them like try to give as many samples as you can Mm -hmm. and Shane was like I don't care about doing this but Kirk yeah Kirk is a good worker Kirk will do it honestly how does Kirk find the time to work at the beauty supply store when he's also at Weston's right yeah he's at Weston's we don't know he's a dozy's market uh, manager don't know his tax season must be a nightmare that's why you hire somebody <laughs> at that point. Can you imagine trying to like file like ten W twos? No, that sounds that like would a be awful. Oh my gosh. Anyway, Lane is feeling great. Yes, yes. Lane is feeling great, and we move on to somebody else also feeling maybe great, but also not so great. We have Lorelai and Suki at the inn discussing Lorelai being an outdoorsy girl. There's some regret. Beginning of relationships. <laughs> What do you and do you not lie about? Did you guys ever do anything like this? Did you make a frog or an olive? I love olives. No. I don't think so. It did remind me of that SNL skit about moms getting their their mom animal. Where, oh, oh my gosh, I'm getting no recognition from either of you. So there's this skit where it's like a bunch of moms talking about how you know, one day you'll be giving your animal and then you'll just get more and more and more of your animal. And it's so true. Like, how many moms do you know that are like, oh, I have a little collection of turtles or I have a little collection of frogs in Suki's case. Mm -hmm. And it's because one time you said, oh, I like turtles or, oh, I like frogs or pigs or owls or bunnies or whatever. Emily showing us her animal. (laughs) (laughs) what is your animal emily it's a little glass cat my grandma got me (laughs) Ooh, how many other glass cats or cats do you have now actually none that's the only one i have okay well now we know everybody's gonna be getting you cats so it doesn't necessarily have to be an animal i remember when i was little at some point my mom loves candles so it's literally all we got my mom for years for christmas for birthday for mother's day a candle and some kind of candle holder. So it's not exclusive to animals. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. <laughs> I would say my animal is a deer because I love Ooh. deers. Not enough to have a collection of them, but like mm-hmm. when people buy me things, sometimes deers are included. Yeah. Oh, I do have a cat magnet on our fridge. And you to be fair, some person. of these things I get for myself. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> everyone a small break within the episode to talk about some creative basics now this will be a small segment that will last a few minutes but if you are jonesing for some new underwear sleepwear or everyday apparel stay tuned because we have some discounts for you are you shopping online this black friday and cyber monday this year you need to make sure you add parade to the list going to the mall to try on bras and underwear during black friday is a nightmare you no longer need to worry about If you're worried about sizing, Parade has a find your bra size quiz so you can find your size without ever having to leave your bed. Shop this sale season in ease with Parade's 45% off limited time promotion for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Everyone else has to spend $250 to get this deal, but you don't when you use our promo code BFTOWNMEETING at checkout. Finding sustainable undergarments that last more than one wash, make me feel good, and don't break the bank has been such a struggle. But thankfully, Parade has become the answer. 
Parade creates creative basics that are designed to make you feel like your truest self, with size styles ranging from XS to 3XL. You may have seen a few of Parade's products go viral on TikTok, like their super soft sleep pants, seamless universal smooth lift triangle bralettes, or their smoothing, nearly naked, seamless bodysuits. Their super soft sleep pants are the comfiest pants. You're not going to want to put on anything else when you're lounging around or on the go. The smooth lift triangle bralette is better than a push-up bra. It gives your cleavage a boost while still being so comfortable for all day use, with no underwire. For all my larger chested girls, it has a wide band that is super supportive, doesn't dig into you, and is so lightweight. The nearly naked seamless bodysuit is such a great skims dupe, but way better. It's the most flattering bodysuit at a better price and sustainable. Tis the season to give a gift to your friends, fam, and loved ones that they will actually use. Parade also donates 1% of sales to organizations they believe in, like LGBT youth or abortion funds. Parade's underwear and PJs are the stocking stuffers that won't disappoint. They have the cutest Zodiac underwear for the astrology lover in your life. Also, remember days of the week underwear? Spice up a classic underwear staple with Parade. You won't want to miss out on this once a year up to 45% off sale at checkout when you use the promo code BFTOWNMEETING. Once December hits, you can still use our code for 20% off, so move quickly for the best savings. Join the Parade and get sustainable, creative basics that prioritize comfort and quality. Take up to 45% off at checkout when you use BF Town Meeting. Again, that's B as in Babette, F as in Frank, Town Meeting at checkout. Welcome to the parade and underwear story that represents you. Um, I love that Rory and Lane have been doing this for so long that they basically know what makeup to get. They mm-hmm. they don't even think about yeah. it. I miss their friendship. Sometimes I feel like Lane is only there for Rory. So it's really nice to see Rory there for Lane. Absolutely. Because, like, we don't get that very often. And she's, she's defensive yeah. in this episode, right? Like, she's doing a good... She, Rory's being a good friend this episode. I agree. Like, I have to assume that more happens off camera that we don't necessarily Mm -hmm. see for them to be such good friends. Um, But it is nice to actually... It was one thing we talked about the Max Lorelai relationship so much is that we're told we're not not shown Mm -hmm. all of these things. And so it's nice to finally be shown a good Rory being a good friend Elaine episode. We are at the end of Bennett's and now Lorelai is kind of venting to Suki about how... She told Alex that she wants to go fishing and it can be that outdoorsy girl and is kind of regretting it. And Suki tells a super cute story about how she mentions to Jackson, oh yeah, I love frogs. And now she has this whole frog collection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So apparently Lorelai's going to be fish girl. Yeah. With the nickname that they end <laughs> up with. Uh, have you guys ever gone fishing? I've never done a fishing thing. We went camping as kids. My dad took us camping. So, like, I've been fishing there, and that's where I was taught how to Mm. fish. And then my dad lived on, like, a pond, and we would fish down there and stuff in the summers. Nope. 
So nothing crazy, but a little bit. Yeah, I've done a little bit of fishing. I took a fly fishing course in college. I never cool. like... <laughs> I mean, my degree was in wildlife stuff, that's so fair, might as well. Fair. But no, I've never been like an avid or good fisher. I've never really caught anything. I did catch a crab with a pole one time as a kid. Oh. And I had told my family on the way there I was going to catch a crab. And my parents were like, okay, honey, you're uh-huh. going to catch a crab. And then literally I Proved put in my wrong. little pole, reeled up, and reeled it in, and there was a crab <laughs> like on my line. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. So yeah, that's my fishing. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. That pinched my dad. <laughs> I would say I think Lorelai and Alex have to be doing ice fishing. I which, mean, because they never specify, but it's snowy. It's cold. No, it could be. I, I mean, depending on where they're going, yeah, could, there could be yeah some open water still. Anyway, Lorelai does decide that she'll do it, and we move on to Chilton, and we are at a student council meeting. Paris is late. I can only imagine trying to figure out what she can impeach Rory on. But she's on the warpath. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Mr. Hunter gets Rory to start the meeting. And of course, that's when Paris comes in. But is it Mr. Hunter? Because it's a different man. Is it a different man? I thought it was the same dude. Oh, I thought it was I the same I think it's person. supposed to be Mr. Hunter, but I'm pretty sure it's a different actor. Oh, I have to find this out now. I thought it was, I thought it was the, the same guy. Hold on. I could have sworn he was a different guy. I felt like he looked different. Okay, they found a very good lookalike. Or, I don't know. Okay, uh, Mr. Hunter was played by Jason Creek, and in the next episode, or in this episode, rather, he is played by Jim Ordelibib. I can't pronounce that last name, I'm sorry. Vindicated. Oh, um, <laughs> it is a different person. It was a different man. But it's still wow. Mr. Hunter. Yep. Nice eyes, Jess. <laughs> I was like, that's not the same man that we called Mr. Christian. Like, <laughs> honestly, they were nice the same eyes. person in my eyes. Thank you. Yeah. Congrats. You're better at looking at things. <laughs> and that was me watching at 1.5 speed. <laughs> Paris comes in angry as hell. Yeah, the fallout from last week's episode continues. Is yeah. Continuing. Which, where's Francie? Francie's not there. Honestly, I'm you're, fine with it, but also gonna, it doesn't make sense. I'm I'm fine with it. But yeah, she's the senior student body president. So shouldn't she be at the student council Paris meeting? Had her killed. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of happy that she's not because then she would just be relishing in this fight that's happening. And I don't want to see that face. Oh, no. And the fight's bad. I don't understand why she's not. Yeah, it is. Like, she straight up calls for Rory to be impeached. And if she can't be impeached, then she needs to resign. For espionage and treason? Yeah. Well, and then they just literally start airing their personal dirty laundry in front of everybody because, like, Rory even says Jamie's name, which the thing is, I'm betting the majority of this student council still doesn't really know what the hell's going on, who he is, <laughs> yeah. or that Paris has a boyfriend. They just think he's a guy they've maybe seen a couple times. It feels like that's if they've even seen him. It feels yeah. like every time Rory opens her mouth, she sticks her foot farther in like she oh, can't yeah. stop she lets she lets more information out that she doesn't need to let out yeah and like i can almost give her a little bit of credit for saying like to francie like so what that paris has a boyfriend i can only assume they were kind of paris and jamie were kind of mooning over each other that it was ob- it was obvious what that relationship was but as soon as rory starts giving out names mm-hmm. starts giving out relationships i 
Yeah, like you said, she's just sticking her foot in it, making it worse. And what's worse is that this fight is crazy personal. Mm-hmm. In front of a teacher, the ent- well, not the entire student council body, but... Most of them. Yeah. A good and chunk of it. And you're the president and the vice president. Yeah. <sighs> and the reason I noticed that Mr. Hunter was different is because this month's- this Mr. Hunter has some balls and stands up to these teenage girls and says, this is inappropriate, stop. Like, where was that yeah. two episodes ago, Mr. Hunter? I guess it was a different man, but... <laughs> he he well, has he, a that change. That one is a, is a yeah, great he's pair. changed. In the last <laughs> he's a changed yeah, he's man. A changed <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Headmaster Charleston probably approached him and was like, hey, so you're the adult. Yeah, right. Act Do like your it. job or be yeah. fired. Guys, we can't, I'll be remiss if we miss the fact that Lorelite, no, that Louise and Madeline have switched boyfriends like they're toys. Oh, Yeah. I'm sick of him. Oh, should we swap? No, that's how I got him in the first place. <laughs> what? Isn't there a girl code? You don't date each other's exes? Uh, apparently they do not care about the girl girl code. Um, I mean, when you run through as many boys as these two do, you probably run out of boys. Well, yeah. Don't they say they really need to go to college when they're walking yeah. into, this room, into the room? Yeah. And then they have literally no reaction to the entire fight. Just Madeline goes, I guess I'll give him till the end of the week. You do you. Anyway, we get to Luke's, and Luke's favorite people, his favorite profession in the world, walks in. We have Miss Nicole Leahy, Taylor Dosey's lawyer, bringing in the lease. And we get Jess back. Mm-hmm. We do get Jess back. I like this mm-hmm. Jess. Yeah. I like the Jess in this episode. <laughs> I like when Nicole asks for Lucas, Danes, and Jess is like, Oh, Lucas, it's the IRS. IRS. <laughs> I'm not the IRS. And she, <laughs> no. She's so adamant she's not the IRS. No. She also doesn't seem to get Luke's sarcasm. She's very sweet. I, yeah, I don't know. She, I mean, she, she kind of goes along with it. She picks up that, you know, Luke and Taylor don't have the best of relationships. Agrees. Tells him that she's going to bill Taylor for what was apparently a 75 cent cup of coffee. (laughs) Yeah. She's kind of like, I hate to say it, but she's kind of meh. Yeah. Blah. Kind of bland. You wouldn't suspect that she's going to play as big a role as she's going to. No. Yeah. And like comparing her to Rachel, Rachel was like so full of life and so young. Vibrant. Vibrant. Yeah. And Nicole is just very sweet and very quiet. Very yeah. pretty. Like, I like yeah. her as a character. I just don't know with Luke. But we haven't seen much of it. So, Jess does come over, though, to Luke. After Nicole mm-hmm. leaves, right? So, before that, though, because here's where my hot take uh, comes in. Ooh. She slides him the lease, and he just signs it and slides it back. I feel like you so, can't do that with Taylor. And and she ha- So, okay. Luke... Bought the lease from Office Depot, supposedly. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming gave it to Taylor. Taylor gave it to his lawyers. I can only guess what sneaky things Taylor would try to put into this lease. Sends the lawyer over and Luke just signs it? Like, there could have been... doesn't read it? There could have been a clause in there that said that Taylor is allowed to have a barbershop quartet in front of Luke's every day, eight hours a day. Like, that could have been something that he just signed. Or there could be something of, we'll put a whole-ass window 
Right? In between yeah. our stores. So here's my hot take. Is Luke a bad businessman? Uh, I mean, no, but this was a bad take. This is like, he's he's a bad landlord. Yes. In this episode. Yeah. He should not, he, the fact that he bought all of the, bu- the building on a whim, not great. The fact that he has one tenant who he is just signing an unseen lease on. And it's Taylor. Not great. The fact that he is letting some tenant who has not signed a lease yet do massive construction on his building. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that's a liability nightmare, too. <laughs> Probably. Right? Like, what happens if a construction person gets hurt, but you still own the building and the tenant is even... Yeah. Guys, the, the tenant's not this involved. conversation yeah. is too adult for me. Let's go to Jess. <laughs> Making fun of Luke, please. Okay, that was my hot take. Luke does not have a good businessman mind in this episode. Jess has a fantastic face. I think that Jess teasing him shows how far they've gone into this relationship of uncle and nephew. Like, they're they're close. They're bonded. They're buddies. Who is Joanna Cooper? And why is Luke driving her home? Do you think he actually went on a date? Jess kind of says no, right? Like, you are going to have to have a date to actually call it a date, not just a drive home. So was she like a diner... um, customer and he like drove her home (laughs) like did he was she sitting there eating so he joined her for the last 15 minutes and then drove her home like what is luke calling a date that jess is clearly not calling a date i mean luke is a very nice guy he likes to step in and help people out when they're in trouble so he could have just offered a ride to anybody and but would he think it's a date Or maybe it was a date, but Jess, in his mind, he's like, it's only an actually good date if you guys go home together. And he drove her home and then presumably went back to the apartment. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I love the banter, though. They are. Um, (laughs) Like you said, I, I love seeing their relationship progress like this. And one thing that I don't like about this episode is this is the first of, I think, two or three times where we're told that Rory and Jess are going out, but we don't see it. But we don't get to see it. Yeah, we miss a lot of, like, the boring, like, just couple-y stuff that we got a ton of with Dean. Right, yeah. Like, we always saw her just, like, hanging out on the couch with Dean or, you know, eating with Dean. We We don't get that with Jess. No, and even worse, well, no, not even worse. The difference between Jess and Dean is that Jess exists outside of Rory. Dean rarely mm-hmm. existed outside of Rory. And I mm-hmm. like that. But I wish we got to see the boring parts too. The quote unquote boring. I agree. Because really all we do see of them is them making out for a bit. Anyway, moving on. It's later in the day. Lorelai is at Luke's waiting for Rory, who is apparently at the library getting books on fishing. Every book on fishing that they have. <laughs> yeah. All of them, all of the books. Which is a very Rory method, but it is not a Lorelai method. However, a handsome diner owner who happens to be pretty good at fishing overhears. Yeah, but Lorelai doesn't give the actual reason as to why she's going fishing. She just says her friends are going fishing. And I need so to. So does Lorelai know? Does she know that Luke likes her? I, I don't mean. Know. It could be, like, she likes him a little bit, but she doesn't want to 
mm-hmm. bring it up. Well, they've had they've had feelings. their drama. They've had their almost, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen. So I think they're both just cautious about yeah. their romantic lives with each other. I mean, we had the comment from Suki a while ago about, you know, the will she date anybody but me mm-hmm. kind of comment about how Luke feels about her. So I, I have a feeling it just it's always in the back of our mind now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Luke is a fisherman. We have we know that. Right. As he's told us right? many times. So I think Lorelai knew in her head Luke is a fisherman, but I'm not going to ask him. But Luke... I'm going to wait for him yeah. to offer because he's a mm-hmm. good guy and he will offer once he figures out what's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. Um, and he does offer. So yep. they have a they have a, a date to prepare for the date. <laughs> Aw. And then back at Chilton, Paris, or Rory has been called to Headmaster Charleston's office. Mm-hmm. Secretary's there. I will let him know you're both here because Paris is there too. Yes. And neither of them actually called the meeting. It was... Charleston, who got them in. Probably because they've Which, been yelling at each other, apparently, yeah. throughout. At the Franklin, yeah. too. There's been several fights. Their behavior has been inappropriate, and it's surprising that they haven't gotten called to his office before this point, because as very public members of the student body government, they should have, like, this Mr. Hunter okay. should have sent them straight to Charleston. Yeah. From that blow up at the student council meeting. I can only assume the Franklin happened after that, but we're not really told. Well, Rory quits while she's fighting with with Paris and throws in the fact that she only ran because Paris couldn't get it by herself. Mm -hmm. Yep. Paris made it. And then they start saying shut up to each other. No, you shut up. No, you shut up. (sighs) Jinx. Yikes, kids. (laughs) Charleston calls it to a stop, though, and tries to guess why they're fighting, and... His first thing is, is it about a boy? And I I know, like, not the time, but Paris mumbling to herself about, of course, it's a boy, misogynistic, and just starts mm-hmm. mumbling about Charleston. I giggle every time. Yeah. So I'm like, you go, girl. <laughs> You're so right. Yeah, no, it's that's so, like, gross. But it's also absolutely the first thing that a grown-up would think. Yeah. And then yeah. it's popularity of... Did someone get chosen over someone else? Or is it a power struggle? You know what? Doesn't matter. Is it a power struggle? Have you met right. Rory? Right. Well, have you met Paris? Everything's a power like, struggle with her. Everything is a power struggle. <laughs> with with Paris, yes. But Rory is, for the most part, just kind of... Rory just wants to go along. to Harvard. Yeah. She literally just wants yeah. to get through school so she can go to Harvard. You just saw, Par- you just saw Rory quit. Because she didn't want to deal with Paris. Where Where is the fight for the power there? Well, anyway. He gives them quite a lecture. Like, he really gives it well to them. Well deserved. Gives it to them. And he's, he even threatens to correct himself on the letter he sent to Harvard for both of them. The recommendation letter. Mm-hmm. That's harsh. Oof. Yeah. Real quick. We had a, a, a thing that happened in our school um, our teacher, I think I may have mentioned this before, our history teacher used to give us the test with the answers on them. Um, did I ever tell you guys this? Um, yeah. Know. So she would hand out the test and there was a line um, next to every single correct answer and no one told her, right? Oh. So um, oh, no. a lot of us purposely went to AP the next year so we wouldn't have her again because we knew it was going to blow up in their faces. And it did. 
people she found out that she was giving the wrong tests right and um she rescinded all of her recommendation letter <gasps> and wrote to the college these people cheated and w- didn't oh my tell me. gosh oh, yes no. for her error for her error because they didn't call her out on the mm-hmm. error that's why like i went to ap i was like <sighs> i'm not staying in this class even though i get the answers for free i'm not staying here Oh, no. So that has happened. So can you imagine to have, like, how embarrassing? Like, if for Rory, who oh, yeah. wanted to go to Harvard forever. I mean, to mess up so egregiously that the headmaster writes a second letter saying, I rescind my recommendation. Yeah. This person has been incredibly inappropriate in these roles and no longer deserves to go to Harvard. Like, Oh my, and and it can't be just Harvard. Like it had, like this letter would have to be going to all of the colleges that Probably. she applied to. I would think it's harsh. It's deserved. They were acting very immature, and when they leave, they just kind of stop. Yeah, Rory is clearly ashamed mm-hmm. and straight up asks Paris, "Do you feel as crappy as I do?" Paris is dead silent, and then no, and walks away. Oh, Paris. Because in her mind, Rory's the one who messed up. Yeah. She didn't do anything wrong. So. Well, Rory's the one who hurt her. Yeah. At this point, though, Paris is going to bite off her nose to spider mm-hmm. face. Is the territory Paris is going into. Well, <sighs> we move on to Lorelai and Luke, who has... Luke has come over to teach Lorelai the basics of fishing. And when I say come over, I mean he... Not to pick her up. But, like, literally to be right in front of the Gilmore house with a kiddie pool. It's so cute. <gasps> the idea of using an inflatable kiddie pool for a fishing lesson is laughable. <laughs> Sharp hooks and oh my gosh, good plastic well, no. do not mix. They put, a, they put a cork on it. It's fine. But, but Luke's didn't or, have Well, one. on yeah. Lorelai's at least. Yeah. But Luke is such a, su- a superb fisherman that he doesn't need the cork on his hook. Um Luke dumps the trout in and Laura like like immediately starts naming them. Immediately. Yeah. And you know, he starts teaching her how to fish. I gotta admit, none of his words made sense to me because I'm not a fisher person. A fisher person, man, woman, whatever. But, you know, she kinda gets it. I've never used the type of reel that he mm-hmm. uses. Like the one I have, the one, the ones I've used always, they're enclosed in the plastic. You can't see it. It just got the button, hold the button down, bring it back, throw it, let the button, you know, let go and it throws the line. Mm-hmm. So like what the one that he are obviously already has, it's supposed to be a more professional or whatever. I don't like that he sets up the kiddie pool though, because that takes like certain aim and precision. <laughs> Like, just yeah. take her to the lake and teach her how to throw a line. Yeah. I mean, you got, I mean, yeah. I, I work with a lot of fly fishermen now, and it's really funny because this kind of fishing versus what you have to do to fly fish, this is like child's play. You toss your line forward, it goes plonk into the water, and eventually <laughs> a fish bites. Like, it's really funny to watch him teaching her because I think about, like, Emily, how old were you the first time you went fishing? five or six right i was probably about that too and they put a rod in your hand and they say okay throw it but hold on to it and then you do it (laughs) wow well it bothers me too he's like you bring the you know bring the pole up to 10 o'clock and like directly over his head i'm like 
No, like that's how you get the hook caught on the line yeah, on the pole itself. Like you gotta pull it to the side so the hook hangs down and doesn't hit anything. Watch for trees around you. They back up into her bushes. Mm-hmm. I was like, "This, Luke, you're a horrible fish." <laughs> I have nothing to add to the fish discourse. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just—it's very cute, though. I love this. Scene. It is. Um, but he does like Luke. Yeah, he does. He calls, he calls her, her out. out. He says, tell me why you're fishing, you know? Oh, my friends are going. Oh, Suki? Rory, maybe? No. It's it's a guy. Yeah. Uh, First date, second date. Um, it's, it's awkward. There's a little bit of tension. Unspoken tension. Kind of of like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's not you. I'm not going out with you. But I'm going out with someone that like, likes can... the same things you do. Right. I mean, you can tell Luke's Luke's kind of prying mm-hmm. yeah. and kind of pulling this out of Lorelai. And Lorelai is uncomfortable sharing this information because she doesn't want to hurt him, I'm assuming. Yeah. All I know is that Luke is very sweet in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's he's a sweetheart. And like this, I'd say they both this are. This scene exists to show how above and beyond Luke will go for Lorelai. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we actually move on to the morning of the fishing date at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> and uh, Lorelai set Rory's alarm so that she would, her scream would wake her up. Wow. That's some uncool parenting. Right? I would be so angry. That's some horrible parenting. Also, if I was Rory, I would have not gone out of bed. I would have just turned the <laughs> right? damn thing off and be damned. You're 33, 34 years old. You know how to work an alarm. The worst part is that Lorelai gets mad at her because she never made coffee. Like, Lorelai's like, oh. I didn't take it more of, I didn't take it as, like, a mad. Like, mm-hmm. I guess not, like, a real mad. Like, she kind of poked yeah. at her for it, I and guess. And it's like the girl is half asleep on the kitchen table. The girl shouldn't be no. awake right now. No. She shouldn't have gotten out of bed to begin with. Alex <laughs> arrives, and what does he bring? Coffee. So, everything's fine. Yeah. <sighs> I really love the moment. So Lorelai is awkwardly getting all of her gear out of the house as if she's never done it before, which she hasn't. And Alex looks at her and says, your mom's never been fishing before in her life. And Rory, I don't know why she decides that she's going to back her mom at this (laughs) moment on this one. She's like, no, she's a seasoned fish killer. And Alex reveals that he does have a backup plan. Right, yeah. He yep. made lunch reservations at the lodge and spa, which sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Does mm-hmm. that mean... Yes. Do you think they went to the spa, too, or just lunch? Probably just lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a That's spa is, think. like, a weird thing to spring on somebody on a date. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like how he goes, go back to sleep, and Rory just... Right? Climbs onto the couch. Rolls yeah. over. <laughs> That's, like, my big, like, ooh, he's a good dad moment. Mm-hmm. He's, like... He's just like, oh, this poor kid. Go back to bed. Yeah. This is this is the moment that makes me really like Alex and really wish that he had stuck around longer. Because, again, he picked up on Lorelai's cues that mm, she might not be entirely truthful about her fish killing abilities. Yeah. And he makes the reservation for lunch at the nice place to get them out of nature he sees his this poor eight, 17, 18-year-old girl awake at 5.30 in the morning and is like, essentially, I've picked this up. She's in good hands. Go back mm-hmm. to sleep. Yeah. Uh, so we like Alex. We don't get to see the date, but we will see the aftermath later on. 
But we move on to Rory, well, technically Lane at this point, later on in the day at the Kim's household. Everyone's getting ready for the afternoon wedding. And it's actually going to take place at the Kim's household. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. So they have moved all the antiques to the side and they're sitting in the drawing room. And everything is extremely strict. Even the water intake, it's like regulated. Yeah. And Lane is on her best behavior. But there's Dave. Looking cute with a guitar. Looking all cute. Yeah. <laughs> and he's very amused by Lane's outfit. There's a bow that, like, takes up her entire back. <laughs> I love that Lane's like, this dress is not going to be what's imprinted in your mind for everything. And he's like, no, it won't be. Hold on. I just saw yeah. the bow. Yes, it will be. <laughs> and when Mrs. Kim comes over because she's upset that Lane's not upstairs with the bride. She's yeah. Smooth. It's like, you know, oh, I was just helping Dave. Or, like, Dave doesn't know where to go or whatever. And they have that moment where they just look at each other, Dave and Lane, while Lane is going up the stairs and she turns around to hide the bow. It is so cute. It's so cute. (laughs) I can't handle it. They're, like, the perfect couple, and it's heartbreaking to watch. It is. I know. Oh. Oh, I would be so upset if I was watching this live and, like, Thinking, oh yeah, Dave and Lane, they're going to be endgame. Endgame. They're forever. No, no, no. Uh, But uh, they go upstairs and Rory's doing the bride's hair. um, And there's a serious language barrier here. Not even Lane can translate. And this this bride looks devastated. Yeah. I think we had learned earlier in the episode that this cousin couldn't get a girl. Mm-hmm. And so they had shipped somebody in from the old com- uh, old country. Literally a mail order bride. Yeah, yeah it's an arranged marriage. Uh, neither party knows each other, and it's she just really seems so down. And the girls aren't really helping. Yeah, because like, I mean, they're just like, oh, someone that doesn't speak English. Let's gossip about our boyfriends. Well, they're teenagers. I imagine this isn't the first time this has happened. Yeah. So, and and it's kind of one of those things, like, you don't realize how wrong something is until it's actually pointed out to you normally in adulthood. Mm -hmm. So, at this point, I would imagine that somebody in Lane's family literally ordering a mail-order bride, getting somebody in from the old country, is probably not that out of the norm. No. Yeah. And... As teenagers, they don't recognize how not okay that is. I mean, each culture is different, right? And we all exactly, three of us will yes. acknowledge that. Um, you know, there's a lot of cultures that do have arranged marriages and have a, have marriages where they don't even see each other's faces until they get married kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's not our place to judge or, you know, anything like that. That being said, the girl looks devastated here. And yeah. I would be so scared. The language barrier is also very mm-hmm. difficult, too. Because, I mean, how do you comfort somebody when you can't exactly. even talk to them? So, yeah, they start to gossip. Uh, they're talking about Dave and how cute he is. And, you know, Jess is also cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is, the, this is the scene where I feel the break that you were kind yeah. of talking about. Of, like, Lane trying to be supportive of Rory and Jess. And Rory's like, it's okay. Like, you guys don't have to be best friends is kind of what it feels like. And then they're like, oh, we should go on a double date sometime. Mm -hmm. It just feels like they're trying to, like, 
cover up holes in the relationship. Yeah, and it happens, you know. Um, I'm still very close friends with my high school best friend, right? Mm-hmm. But my other best friend that I had in high school, I haven't talked to since I was 21. And mm-hmm. we talked every day. So, like, it happens. And it's not a bad thing. You grow up. You grow apart. Yeah. But there is that sadness there. Yeah. I am unfortunately not really friends with or not in normal contact with anybody I grew up with. Yeah. I have a completely it different happens. Well, and you moved around a lot. Uh, not until my sophomore year of high okay. school, though. So I grew up in the same town until I was, like, 15. Mm-hmm. So, like, when high school reunions and everything are going mm-hmm. on, I'm more inclined to want to go to my hometown than the other, than the one I actually graduated from. Because I only went there a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, the other group I grew up with them. I went to kindergarten. I went to preschool, middle oh, school. yeah. Like, those were the people I grew up with. Yeah, it's super hard. And, like, I went to Catholic school my whole life, so it was, like, the same group of kids mm-hmm. all throughout. And of all of those people, I only talked to one. but you know Jess is Jess is a hard character to like if he doesn't like you right yeah Mm -hmm. and not that he's been mean to Lane because the few times we've seen it's just banter right but Lane has yelled at him yeah (laughs) yeah so but Lane does say she'll give him another shot Um, but suddenly Mrs. Kim comes barreling in because they put the footstool in front of the door doesn't stop what her. Does, what does Lane yell again? Incoming? Incoming, yeah. yeah. Does Mrs. Kim not hear Ye- Lane yell incoming? <laughs> and <laughs> she's well, coming Rory dives. Hall. Yeah, Rory says, I fell off my chair. And I love that Mrs. Kim says, well, don't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there have been 46 marriages, or weddings rather, uh, throughout the years that since they've known each other, right? They have known each other for so long. They've been doing one or two. No, that that math doesn't add. At up. least three. Yeah, it has to be more than that. Yeah. And I don't know. This scene just gives me such sad vibes. I love it, mm-hmm. but it is coming of age. Rory's growing up. Yeah. Yeah. It's very end of an era, mm-hmm. right? Like the Kim weddings are behind them. Lane will probably be the next. Yeah, and that you freaks her out. The <laughs> the story was it was it Min Cha. Yes. Who got peeled? No, Mincha peeled. Yeah. Mincha was the peeler. Oh, yes. Yeah. And okay. Wan Nam was the peely. Oh, yes. That me- the mean guy. Yes. They didn't get divorced. Mm-mm, I guess. If someone tried to peel me, I'm going to divorce them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but again, that's a culture thing. Yeah. Divorce mm-hmm. isn't an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You hide yourself in a closet when you sleep You sleep with eat, cutting apparently. boards. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, we move back to Luke's diner, where Luke and Jess are both working, but Luke is kind of distracted. He looks out the window and he sees mm. the pretty lawyer woman. Somebody's here. Mm-hmm. And she, <laughs> I love that she gives him a wave, he gives a wave back, and then Taylor sees him. <laughs> so he waves, and Luke is just like, ugh, him. And Gross. just like kind of waves his hand. <laughs> um, but Luke decides to go out and goes over to Nicole. Very awkward, very fumbling, flirting, stalling, rambling, whatever he's doing. Basically, he asks her out for dinner. She looks surprised to you guys. She, she seemed excited. Like, she was into it. Yeah. I mean, I think Jess hit the nail on the head that she was definitely flirting with him. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't know if maybe it's just because Luke was 
stumbling so much that she's just like, I have no idea where this is going. But I feel like when he finally got it out, she's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's just a tiny bit of a surprise there. Oh, yeah. I mean, she met him in a professional capacity. I'm mm-hmm. sure that's where her head was at. And then a well, little bit of outside of work fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, to mention also, she's not specifically Taylor's lawyer. Like, right. they rotate. So she got tailored now, but, like, technically, she's not always his lawyer, so that means there's not really that much of a conflict of interest if she just says, I'm not going to do it again. Mm-hmm. But when he comes back in, Jess looks elated. This is the funniest he thing that's happened. Does. <laughs> he's so happy. He's so amused. Um, he's so proud yeah. of his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> just a he smirk. really is, and it's just like... This little moment. (laughs) (laughs) He's so cute in this scene. I mean, we don't really get Jess and Rory, but we do get the Jess and Luke relationship, and that's good, too. (laughs) It's it's almost better. Mm -hmm. But we go back to the Kims, and the wedding is in progress. They're speaking in Korean and English. And Mrs. Kim is such a stickler, right, that she gets up while he's announcing, like, man and woman kind of thing. And she rubs the blush off her cheek. Yeah. And Lane and Rory have heart attacks yeah. that she has noticed the makeup. Um, but she Mrs. seems Kim satisfied. finishes, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's probably like, oh, something got on your face. Let me take it off kind of thing rather mm-hmm. than that was purposely put there. It made me wonder why Miss Kim has this power. Like, why is she the one that hosts these weddings? Why is she sitting up front next to the bride? Like, what is her role in this family that she is, like, the one? I imagine she is the oldest female relative mm-hmm. of this branch mm. of the family, and as such is the matriarch. Well, then how does she have the youngest child? because all the cousins are 20 and 30s. Yeah, that that's where know. we stopped. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> I will say the, um, the guy who is... the. Uh, master of ceremony i don't know if if he's a reverend a pastor or a, i don't know but i did recognize some of the language that he uses is the same language that is used in lane and uh lane and zach's wedding oh interesting i don't know what any of it means but it sounds <laughs> from what i can understand well dave is playing the guitar and they're playing ave maria which is a very sad song to play during a wedding but that's fine um but rory is... i mean the bride looks sad yeah oh she looks yeah. devastated Rory's skipping the reception because she's going to go see Jess. And Mm -hmm. you get another moment of just like, oh, okay, well. He's not a wedding guy. Yeah, we're going our separate guy. That bugs me because she says he's not a reception guy, at least not yet. Well, change that. Oh, yeah. Don't change. Baby Rory, you can't change anybody. And it takes us all a certain amount of time to learn that. Mm -hmm. Some people take a lifetime to learn that, but... Rory does not know that yet. Jess will Jess will take a big change in his life, but it's a change he decides to make. Exactly. Yes. It's not a change that a, a girlfriend makes him do. Right. Well, Lane's okay because Dave is still here, so she's able to share another like flirty moment with him. But then Miss Kim comes out of nowhere with Young Chu, her prom date. <sighs> Young Chu. A boy she's never met before, but is... Mrs. Kim approved and Korean. And he's going to take her to prom. I feel so heartbroken for Elena in this episode. Yeah. Or like in this scene. Because mm-hmm. she's she makes a very she makes very good points to Mrs. Kim of 
you brought him into this family. You like him. Mm-hmm. You you let him sit at our pew. Like you And you're talking about Dave. You, Dave. you, you did all of the th- Yes, Dave, not young yeah. Dave. She's like, you brought Dave in and I'm reacting to which is not true, but what she tells Mrs. Kim, I'm reacting to your like for him. Mm-hmm. It is a little bit I want to go to prom with him. But it is cool. Oh, yeah. it absolutely is. And the only reason is he's not Korean. He's Ugh. not Korean. Shuts it down completely. Heartbreaking. Oh. And she's like shell shocked because she walks yeah. back past Dave and she says, You're not Korean. Which I'm sure and he was like, I mean, yeah. I knew that. Also kind of <laughs> shell shocked. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's she puts her coat on and they go to the Elks Lodge. With J- Young Shu. Only holds 200 people for the 15 people at the Kim Yeah, house there's not that many people to have such a large reception. I'm, I can only assume the closest it's family, family. Yeah, was yeah. invited to the ceremony and everyone else ha- gets invited to this, the reception. But yeah, we end the episode with Rory getting home, presumably after being with Jess. We don't see it. Um... Where Lorelai's upstairs with the fish she caught. That's in the bathtub. Jane Mansfield. Mm-hmm. Just in the bathtub, <sighs> swimming along. And the date went well. And they're going to go out again. Of course it went well. Oh. Alex is a great guy. Mm-hmm. I I like this episode. It's not... It's it's a filler episode. Right? It is. But yeah. I really like really, this episode. It's a cute Stars Hollowy episode. Lane and Dave are super cute. It gives us some Alex. Alex and Lorelai, I think, are super. I think are super cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this episode because we get that Lane Rory relationship and talking about yes. the, the past mm-hmm. and like where this closeness they have came from. We don't get a lot of that, so it's nice to have a little a little friend episode. I agree, and we get more oh, Jess yeah. and Luke, not necessarily yeah. fighting but teasing each other like family. And also just good, like, Luke and Lorelai friendship. Mm-hmm. That he he is so willing to go out and go above and beyond to help her. Yeah. We get some really good platonic relationship growth and, I agree. and reminiscence in yeah. this episode. So let's move on to Tom's person of the week. La, la, la. Any um, guess, guesses is the wrong word. Any thoughts? <laughs> Standard has a correct answer, and we have to guess. Yeah. Um, I do I have like... someone if you want to hear. Yeah. I vote Luke. I also think Luke. That, that was my first thought. Yeah. He put himself out there with Nicole. He helped Lorelai even after finding out that like it's for a guy. He still stayed. Mm-hmm. The fun banter with, yeah, with Jess. Jess. He didn't kill Taylor, which... He could have. <laughs> it would have been very easy. There was a lot of heavy machinery around. Yeah. I will forgive his questionable business decisions. <laughs> they only hurt him, not you. Exactly. I mean, if Derek the valet can be the person <laughs> of the week, uh, maybe not great businessman Luke Danes can certainly be the person of the week. <laughs> we will never get uh, over... Yeah. Derek the valet. All right, then congrats, Luke. This is actually his first time winning this, se- Ever? this season. season. This season. This season. Okay. okay. Like, oh, I know. He's won before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has won before. Yeah, I think he won Tom's person of the season last season. I think, I think, I think he did. I did see that. Yeah. 
so yeah congrats luke and that was this episode thank you so much for listening as always i was sandra and i was jess and i was emily we will see you next week bye bye Bye. thank you so much for listening this is town meeting a gilmore girls rewatch podcast with sandra jess and emily you can follow us on instagram at town meeting pod send us an email at townmeetingpod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash townmeetingpod and click message. You can also support us by subscribing to us on Spotify or buying us a cup of coffee on buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting.